Amen. You could be seated, please. Well, when it seems cold outside, I can see a light that's coming. All right. Birds, songbirds are singing. Our, our winter birds are home. And here's one of them to uh, introduce the Matos for us. So, Thank you, John. Como esta? Way bien. I don't know what that means. But anyway, I thought it was appropriate. We, you are in for a treat. 1986, we welcomed into our home and into our church body a beautiful young couple from South America. At that time, they were in Mexico, and now are in Peru. Word of Life missionaries that we have supported now for 32 years. What a treat. What a special couple. We love them with great love in Christ. I want to introduce to you this morning Reuben and Gracie Matos. Gracilia, come up. Yeah. Oh, go there? You may come up. Okay. You take the podium or you want to go? You want to just let her talk for a minute and then okay, you go yes. preach? Yes, okay. yes. Okay. Um, okay, good morning. It's. <laughs> okay, it's great to be here to visit you after a long time. We came here the last time, I think, that was nine years ago. And so years go by very fast. And it's great to visit you again. And I will let Graciela to say some words, and then okay. I will go up. Okay. Hi to everyone. Microphone. Hi. Eh, buenos días a todos. Uh, <laughs> I'm very happy to be here also, and it's a pleasure eh, to visit you and feel all the love you are giving us during the, these days. Thank you very much for your praise. Sorry. I know that your prayers and the prayers of all people here in the States support us during the difficult times that we have to pass through the hymns this morning. Today is the, my birthday's son, and it's a special day. So we know that we are here because of the Lord, and all the prayers that were holding us during those years. So thank you very much. And we love this church. We love you, all of you. And uh, Alex, the last time we were here, Alex was with us. And I was talking with uh, Karen and Barb that... That was a special time for him. He was with a young group, and he was so happy to be here. And that, that is a big memory for us, a happy memory, and because the love you have for the missionaries. So thank you very much for that. We continue doing the work because we know he feels so proud about, about his family and I want him to be proud still of us. So we are working very hard there in Peru and pray for us also. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, 
Yes, it's true. This is a very special day for us. Um, April 29, 1992, uh, Ale was born in Mexico, and three months, uh, three months later, we moved to Peru. So uh, he'll turn today 26 years, and that's the time that we are serving in Peru. So um, uh, the Lord has different plans, um, as we sung recently. We need to trust. We don't have all the explanations. We, not, we don't need them. Even if God explained everything to us, we wouldn't understand that. Uh, because it's, it's his mind, but we trust. He's wise. He's merciful. Um, he wants the best for us. Uh, so we are very happy, very excited to be here and to share with you these days. Um, thank you very much, your prayers, your support, uh, your partnership, friendship over all these years. Uh, we are from Argentina. We left Argentina in 1982 uh, to be missionaries first in Chile. Then we, met, we moved to Mexico, and now we are in Peru for almost 27 years. And God has been so good to us. We were sharing with the adults class uh, many pictures and activities and things that we do with young people in Peru. Uh, we are ha very happy to serve the Lord in that place. Um, we just have our summer camp season with many kids coming through the camps. We had almost um, 1,800 campers throughout the seven weeks uh, and we saw miracles in the lives of many of these young people, mostly teenagers that they come to our camp and they spend a whole week and it's incredible what the Lord can do in their lives many of them without Christ without hope uh, and the Lord you know, changed their lives and they become new creatures in Jesus Christ. It's impossible to do that by our own. It's God's work. Um, we praise the Lord for that. Um, you know, it's very special to be here. You have been one of our first supporters that we uh, had here in the States. 1986 was our first trip to the States. You know, at that time we didn't speak any English. Uh, we had a translator, uh, we spent like four months, I don't remember, but four or five months in the States trying to get connection with people. At first we had a translator, but then the, the translator left us, he, w he went back to Argentina to get married, and I said, don't get married now, stay, stay with us, I need you. But I said, sorry, I, so, you know, he went, he left us, so we started trying to communicate um, I remember we came here, was the very first time that I had to share in front of people something about us, our, our testimony. So I have everything written, you know. So I read, hello, hello, my name is Ruben, okay. And so everything written. And even a good message, I thought that was a good message, you know, all written uh, in the page. And then I was so nervous. I, I don't remember what I said. And then Barb came 
to me and say, Ruben, you did a great job. My goodness, praise the Lord. And I say, okay, I believe you. Okay, I believe you. Um, so, you know, uh, now we can communicate a little better, okay? Uh, you can hear once in a while some words in Spanish, okay? But that's okay, no problem. The only time we speak in English is when we come to the States, um, and we use Spanish all the time in, in Peru. Um, so, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for everything you do for us. It's, it's wonderful, you know. What a blessing is to know that people like you are behind us, you know, holding the rope from this part of the world and upholding us, you know, and, and helping us to keep faithful in the ministry. So it's a great blessing to have you all as part of our team. Okay, now I would like to share something with you, and I invite you to open your Bibles in John chapter 4, a very familiar passage. I love to preach, but in Spanish, okay? So now I will try to do my best in English, and I will try to communicate what I have in my heart. But John chapter 4 is a wonderful passage that reminds us the task that we have in front of us. But now I would like to see this passage in a different way. We're going to see during these minutes um, the difference between Jesus and us. We are so different. The disciples were so different to Jesus Christ. And the, the disciples are a picture of how we are. Um, we try to do uh, the more we can as Jesus, right? But most of the time, we, like, we are more like the disciples. And the, the, Jesus is so different to us. But he's a master, he's a teacher that shows us how, how he wants us to live, how he wants us to do his work. So we'll see some differences here between Jesus and the disciples. Um, we can start reading in, in chapter 4, uh, verse 1. It says, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, uh, though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples. Now, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. And we're going to stop here. The first thing we're going to see here in this passage is that ha uh, uh, Jesus has a different way. Jesus always has a different way. Why? Because here uh, John tells us that it was needed for Jesus to go through Samaria. Both, uh, most of the Jews would avoid going through Samaria from Judea to Galilee. Okay? But in the case of Jesus, it was necessary for him to go through Samaria. We know why. Because there was a woman that was going to meet him. But here teaches us a principle. Always 
God has a different way. The disciples never would go through that way. I mean, if that would depend on them, they would avoid going through Samaria. And they would cross the Jordan River to the east, go north, and then cross again to Galilee. So most of the Jews did in that way. But Jesus was different. Jesus was different. And you know, if we want to be involved in his work, we have to be willing to take a different way, to live in a different way. Uh, most of our decisions, most of the decisions we take many times, we take those decisions according to our uh, convenience, our comfort, our benefits, you know. We think many times in ourselves when we have to decide something important in our lives. But Jesus didn't think in that way. He didn't think in him. I mean, he was thinking and he knew that God want, wanted to do something through him in the life of that woman. You know, and this is a very important lesson for us. Jesus is different. The way he thinks is different. And if we want to get involved in his work, we have to be willing to take different ways in our lives. No, not the, the ways, the roads that most of the people take okay, in this world. They, they, they decide uh, according to what is best for themselves. But for a Christian, it's different. Jesus was teaching a lesson here, a different way. You know that sometime, uh, if we read with me, we can go to 1 Peter uh, chapter, chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8. Uh, Peter was talking about the great salvation that God uh, provide us. But in verse 6, it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. You know? Sometimes the Lord takes us through different ways, through different roads, paths, ways that we were not expecting to take. But it is needed for our lives. Maybe it's not the best for us to feel in a good way, but it's the best for us according to his purpose. So Jesus has a different way. You know, we were, we were in Mexico the first time we, we came here in 1986. We were, we were going to Mexico and we spent in Mexico six years. Great country, great opportunities, a lot of things. The ministry was growing. We heard about Peru, the, the couple, the family that was serving in Peru with Word of Life had to leave the country for uh, personal uh, issues. Um, so we knew that Word of Life was looking for a family, a couple to lead the ministry in Peru. But Peru was not going through a good time those years. Shining Path, the terrorist group, was, you know, doing a lot of mess in Peru. And many 
news were coming to Mexico with bombs and people that were killed and all many bad things. And we thought, well, we need to pray for the couple that, you know, the Lord is going to send to that place because this is a very <laughs> tough place, you know. Okay, some days later, we receive a call. And we say, Ruben, you know what happened in Peru. Uh, you know, we, we are looking for a, a, a couple to be there. Could you please pray for that? And we feel that you are the person to go to Peru and take over the ministry. Wow. I said, this is the way, this is the path, the road that God wants for us. We were okay in Mexico. At first we say, I am not sure if this is the place to go because here is, we have lots of opportunities and we were very happy. Ale was born uh, April 29th, so he was like one month uh, old. So he said, a new baby, you know, moved to another country, a country that is going through very difficult uh, situation. We didn't feel very comfortable, but we did something that I recommend you to do, we start to pray, okay? We start to pray. Something that changed totally your, your heart. Uh, sometimes when, when we think in a human way and we start to pray, the Lord starts to work in our, in our hearts. And we felt that God was leading us to go to Peru and to take a different way. Uh, over 26 years passed, and we are still alive. Uh, things change in Peru. It's another country. Praise the Lord for that. But sometimes we, the Lord takes you to that point to take a decision. I, I remember I said to the person who called me, can I go to Peru see how Peru is like, and then come back, talk to my wife, and make a decision. And he said to me, we are not looking for a tourist. We are looking for a man who pray, pray, look for God's direction, and make a decision. You don't need to see anything. People is the same all over. Wherever you go, you will see people. Uh, the same people in Peru, in Mexico. Okay, okay, so I can go and see, so I, I need to pray. Okay, and we pray, and the Lord work in our hearts. So, um, first lesson, always Jesus has a different way. Different from the thoughts we have. Different from the, from the perspective we have many times as human beings. God has another view and we have to be willing to take his ways if we want to have part of his work. So Jesus has a different way. Second, Jesus has a different food. Now, food at this time of the, of the day is good to talk about, right? But Jesus has a different food. Look with me. Um, we don't need to, to read all this passage, but when we arrive to, say, to verse 7, uh, we can see something interesting. Um, in verse 7, a woman 
of Samaria came to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples, now look at this, his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Now, you know, the disciples were in Samaria. They were wondering why Jesus brought us to Samaria, to this place with, where our enemies live, right? Because they, they were Jews and, and were uh, hostility between Jews and, and, and Samaritans. So they left Jesus alone, you know, on the well, and all the bunch of disciples, they went together to buy food, you know, because they were a little afraid, so they were all together to buy food, and they left Jesus alone in that place. Okay, Jesus was there, talked to that woman, God started to work in their lives. Now, uh, the, disciples, the disciples, they were not thinking about winning, uh, reaching people for Christ, right? They were thinking about food. Now, when they return, we, ca we can see that in verse 27, it says, And at this point, his disciples came, and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, What? Do you seek, or why are you talking with her? The woman then left the water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the man, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, we, we say Rabbi, eat but he said to them i have food to eat of which you do not know different way different food what a different jesus is right a different food i mean the disciples were so far away from jesus mind they were thinking on physical food temporary food their personal needs they were looking, Samaritans are enemies. They were trying to get, get rid of that place as soon as possible. But Jesus had another uh, mind. And he had a different food. His food was to do God's word. God's work. This is what it says. In verse 33, the disciples asked themselves, Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Verse 34, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Wow. Now, Jesus was filled his heart because he was doing God's will. You know, if we are living behind physical food all the time, we always will be hunger, right? We always, we will never feel satisfied because it's something temporary. But Jesus has a different food, something that um, upholds his life and that it's a good question to ask. What kind of food is the food that we are looking for in our lives? 
We need to eat, of course, but that is not the main purpose of life. Many times we can have our table full of good food, but our, our soul are empty because we are far away from God's will. You know that uh, Jesus here says, my food is to do. He doesn't say, my food is to know the will of God. Sometimes we know, but we are not willing to do it. Jesus doesn't say, my, my uh, food uh, is to desire the, word of God, the, the will of God. Many times we know, we desire, we talk, we pray, and we say, we, we are moving our emotions, but we never come to the point to actually do something that makes a difference in the lives of people. So this is Jesus' food, and this is the food that we need to use in our lives, to, to know that God wants to use our lives to reach others, to get involved in reaching people for him. And Jesus says, my food is to do the will of God who sent me and to finish, finish his work. God has a work, has a work for each one of us. Maybe the work is where you are in the church and, and going to your work and be a testimony in, the, in your work and um, living as, as a true uh, God's uh, children of God and giving testimony of what the Lord is doing in your life, God has something to do through you. And we, we don't have to be special ones to be used by God. So Jesus is teaching us, you know, he was so different. Different way went through Samaria. Different food the, the disciples were, you know, thinking on physical food, but he was full in doing God's will in his life. And if we are looking for that, we are going to have a, a satisfied life, right? Serving God, doing his work, being used by him so others can be uh, drawing to Christ. So, different way, a different food, and now we are going to see a third point, which is Jesus had a different harvest, a different harvest. Because in verse uh, 35, it says, Do you not say there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Maybe the disciples, when they went to the city to buy food and come back, they were... They were, you know, looking the fields and they say, okay, in four months they will have the harvest, okay? But Jesus say, say uh, then, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. So Jesus has a different way, a different food, a different harvest. Because Jesus was, a thing, was looking for a spiritual harvest. People, people that need Jesus Christ as their Savior. You know, the disciples saw the Samaritans as enemies. 
different people like them, uh, people who they uh, were not able to relate with, but Jesus didn't see people in that way. You know, I was, I was watching here your windows, your beautiful windows you have here in this, in this church, okay? They are very nice. Now, there is a problem with these windows. You can see anything through them, right? Because there is obviously a wall and you can see anything. Sometimes it happens in our lives. We put windows, but we are not willing to take away the walls. We build walls in our lives. And those walls avoid us to see people the way Jesus sees the people. Okay? So we need to open our minds, see people the way he sees them, and see a spiritual harvest. People ready to hear the gospel and receive Christ and open their heart to the Lord. You know which is worse? Sometimes... We don't have windows. Sometimes we put mirrors, mirror, mirrors in our lives. So instead of seeing people out, we are spending the whole life looking at ourselves. You know, watching ourselves, how great I am. You know, how great I am. Um, you know, and, and trying to uh, show everybody, you know, who we are. And that is not, we are not the center of the universe. But many times we live in that way, you know. Instead of windows, we have mirrors. And uh, we, we lose to see the harvest that the Lord has prepared for us. If we decided to stay in Mexico, maybe was good because anyway we were going to get involved in God's work, in God's work but we would lose to enjoy the harvest that the Lord had for us in Peru. And the Lord has already people ready to hear the gospel, but you need to lift up your eyes and see people who need hear the gospel through your testimony and your life. You know what harvest speaks about? I have uh, three things here. You know, harvest is a time of work, a time of work. When harvest time comes, you can stay in your house, right? It's harvest time. You have to go out and work, take the fruit. Okay, it's a time of work. You know, remember when, when this guy told me, Ruben, we are not looking for tourists. And most of the time we live in that way. You know, uh, traveling, it's okay, visiting, that's fine. But we need to see people that need to hear the gospel. And it requires uh, something from us to approach to them and share the gospel. So harvest means work. And we have to be willing to work and do something to make a difference in the lives of people. But harvest not only is work, but also is a time of joy. Rejoice! Because we see the fruit of a whole process. We plant the seed, take care of the crops, and then the, harvest, the harvest came, right? So it's a, it's a time for rejoicing 
in the great things that the Lord has done. This is what Christ says in verse 36. It says, And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. It's a time of work, but it's a time of rejoice because we see what the Lord is doing in the life of people. This is why Jesus was full, okay? His heart was satisfied. He was complete because he was doing God's will in his life. And he was willing to see what the Lord was doing in this woman. So harvest is a time of work, it's a time of joy, and it's a time of share with others. The harvest is not just for you. It's for those, all those who took part of the process. For that reason, here in verse 36, it says, And he who reaps receives, uh, receives wage and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I send you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. Maybe Jesus was referring to the Old Testament prophets. Elisha, for instance. His minister was in that area of Palestine. Many people was witnessing about the true God. So the harvest time came, and this Samaritan woman and the other Samaritans. So it's not a, the harvest is not the credit for the person who uh, lead a person for Christ, but it's because of many others who were praying and, and giving testimony. You know, in our summer camp, last in January and February in our camp, one of the nights, we had a missionary night, and we showed the testimony of two missionary ladies who came from England in uh, 1940s, and they were the pioneers, one of the first missionaries who arrived to Peru and preached the gospel. And now Peru is a place where you have a wonderful harvest of people ready to make a decision for Christ. But why? Because there were faithful servants, faithful women like these ones, who had to pay the price, came to Peru, Many, many years ago, a different country, many difficulties, but they were so faithful. And now we enjoy the harvest time because of them. Not because we are smart or because, because we preach very well, no. But because of so many people that God used over the years. So we can enjoy this precious harvest of souls coming to know Christ. This is the differences between Jesus and the disciples. Jesus had a different way, went to Samaria, a different food, doing God's will, and a different harvest, uh, leading people to Jesus Christ. And I would like now to close with a sentence, a, a verse in Matthew chapter 1, verse 28. Ma uh, Matthew 
chapter 21, Matthew chapter 21, verse 28. Uh, Matthew 21, 28. And I would like to close with a phrase in this, in this verse. It says, but what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, okay, this is the phrase, son, this, we, can, we can read here like God is talking to us, okay, in this morning. What, what, um, uh, hear what God is saying to you. Son, this is for those who are children of God, right? Son, go, for what? Work, when? Today, where? In my vineyard, right? Vineyard. This is what the Lord is telling to all of us today. Son, are you a son, a daughter of God? We need to receive Christ, of course, as our personal Savior. We have to be children of God. Those are the only ones who can uh, carry God's ministry, son, go, move where you are. You have to, take a to make a step and move. Work today. We, we, many times we leave decisions for tomorrow, okay? And we postpone many decisions. Not today. Son, go, work today in my. It's his work. His fields, His harvest. And you know, He's inviting all of us. It's not just for missionaries. It's not only for those who are living far away and do God's work in a full-time ministry. No, it's for everybody. God is calling all of us to go to His work, go to His field and share the gospel to others. What that means? Take a different way, have a different food, and be part of a different harvest and enjoy the great things that the Lord wants to do through our lives. Okay? Let's pray. Uh, we are, I would like to, sh to close this time in prayer. Thank you, Father, for this word. Thank you for the example of our precious Savior, Jesus Christ, His uh, life, His perfect life. Um, we feel so sorry because we identify ourselves with the disciples. We are closer to the disciples than to Jesus. But we need to learn from Him. We need to learn to take a different way, not the way that most of the people in the world takes, but to take a different way according to his, your will, to have a different food, to delight in your work and enjoy and be part of a different harvest. Lord, help us to obey your command and live according to your will. Thank you for your mercy, thank you for your grace, and thank you for my brothers and sisters here in this church. 
We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.